Welcome back to Train to Win, the podcast produced for the Association for Talent Development, Houston Chapter, inspiring talent development professionals to achieve their full potential. Hey, it's Bruce Abbott. Today's guest is Mark Lassoff. He is founder of Dollar Design School. They uh, produce broadcast quality learning content focusing on digital skills such as design, coding, digital productivity. And uh, Mark started several companies in Connecticut and in the Austin, Texas area. Mark is an in-demand speaker, has traveled the world to teach, has authored eight books on programming, named to the 40 Under 40 in both Austin, Texas and Hartford, Connecticut. You did it twice. In 2017, he was awarded the prestigious Learning Guild Guildmaster Award, and he has been officially kicked out of his house. Well, that's just because of kitchen renovations. And so he is joining us from a Starbucks today. Hey, Mark, thank you so much for coming on. And from the beautiful Milford, Connecticut uh, Starbucks, the one near ShopRite, hello. Let's get right to the important stuff. What did you order? Uh, so I, I hope you're ready for this. Coffee. Oh, just plain coffee. I just I, look. Hey, actually, I do the same thing. I go in. I don't get the fancy drinks. I just want a good cup of coffee. Right. The rest of it really is ice cream. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it is ice cream. <laughs> it's not. You know, what a business model, right? For this, I didn't even pay for this. This was on points, and now I have the right to sit here all day long, use the bathroom, you know, get fifty cent refills, and and, and work like I belong here. There you go. It's your office away from your office. Third place, my third place. You always have a home here in Houston, and you're going to be joining us virtually coming up on May 17th for a webinar. It's called Engage with Broadcast Style Graphics in Your Online Learning. And before we kind of take a sneak peek on that, tell me a little bit about how did you get in the learning and development space? How did you get into this place of working with video and design and graphics? Uh, so interestingly, I was working as a web designer slash web developer for years. And then I took a job just because it sounded cool doing corporate technical training all over the country, all over the world, teaching people digital skills, coding, Photoshop, uh, design, all the things that I had, you know, learned either picked up through self-teaching or gone to school. And so I was a corporate technical trainer. And about 14 years ago, I uh, came down with colon cancer. I was about to teach a course at the FAA in Washington, D.C. And I was just found myself so anemic, I couldn't get out of the chair. Uh, they brought me to the hospital and uh, some, 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 because I was only 30 or 33 at the time. Um, so some good uh, detective work on the doctor's part, they eventually diagnosed me with colon cancer. Um, the thing about colon cancer is, you know, the treatment is difficult, but not so debilitating that you can't work. But I couldn't travel. Mm -hmm. So I was stuck at home watching, you know, The Price is Right. I think Bob Barker was still on at the time. I can't remember. <laughs> but The Price is Right is what you watch when you're sick. It's like a national law. Absolutely. And uh, so I surfing around and I found this website called Udemy, uh, where, mm -hmm. you know, you could go ahead and put your online class. And I looked at the classes on there and I thought to myself, wow, this is really terrible. Um, so I put a class on Udemy and all of a sudden it started selling. And then I had two classes on and all of a sudden, you know, a couple of years later, I've got a company, I've got a publishing company 
with 12 people working for me, creating online courses, books, and learning materials for people who are learning technology. I didn't, I didn't know I was an instructional designer. Nobody told me. So I found ATD and other learning organizations. And then I figured out what it is that I was doing for a living. Um, but I don't have a list of educational credit. Um, I learned a lot from peers and from books and, and from organizations and talks. And, and now, you know, I mean, I, I know the difference between like, you know, Bloom's, taxa Bloom's taxonomy and, 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 you know, other, other, other theoretical frameworks. But, you know, I'm still just designing and creating learning the way I know how. And, and, and the way I know how is to look at what engages me and engages people and then do those things and include them in the learning that I create. And eventually you have Dollar Design School. Tell me more about what you guys do there. Yeah, so we're in a bit of a reboot with Dollar Design School now. The, the long-term goal is for us to create a streaming television network that teaches people digital skills for a very reasonable fee. Um, you know, the, everyone agrees the finance part of the post-secondary school system is completely broken. Um, you know, to, to saddle an 18- to 22-year-old with over $100,000 in debt for a degree providing questionable ROI is just not going to be the wave of the future. So what we're actually doing is trying to provide high-quality learning at a very reasonable cost that's accessible to just about anybody that can help people learn career-making skills like coding, design, uh, data, all these things that the modern economy calls for that don't require a college degree and they can put people to work. And that's really the foundation of what you're bringing to us on this webinar on the 17th, this ability to enhance your projects with these tools. Yeah. I'm going to read the description of this webinar, and I, I want to do it verbatim because I think it really explains it well. Many in instructional design mistakenly think that visual design is about making content pretty, but it's not. Good design enhances the meaning of instruction creates credibility and engages learners. However, visual design is often ignored by instructional designers. This session encourages participants to reinvent visual design within the industry and make it a primary factor. Learners are not comparing learning media to other learning experiences. They compare it to other media. So true. We've got YouTube, Netflix, video games. That's the comparison points. And this session makes the point that engaging visual design is one of the paths that, if adopted, will allow us to reinvent online instruction and compete with other media. Yes, because isn't that now, that's the expectations. That's that's what we're used to now, isn't it? Well, right, and we're stuck. I just wrote a, a piece on this that's on LinkedIn. Um, you know, we're stuck in this kind of storm 2001 world where, you know, kind of these enhanced PowerPoints. And, you know, they may have been revolutionary at the time, but for people who are used to modern media, it's not a strong comparison point. It feels like, you know, death by PowerPoint, slideshows, even when you add the animation interactivity, it still doesn't stack up against contemporary media. So, you know, my idea is one of the things that we can do is add more interactive and engaging graphics, or what I call broadcast style graphics, to e-learning. Um, and when you do that, it gives the learning more of a contemporary feel. The graphics are engaging, which is why ESPN, NBC, CBS, spend millions of dollars on broadcast graphics. And there's a few, there's a number of things that we can borrow and learn to do 
um, you know, as skilled practitioners of learning that will help engage our audience and help make our learning more interesting. And in this particular webinar, we're going to be learning uh, several different things. Number one, how to identify why strong graphics enhance learner experience. And you just touched on that some. I mean, that's the world that we live in now, isn't it? That's just the culture. That's the media that we take in. Um, and also identifying characteristics of high-quality graphics. So uh, what do you mean when you say characteristics of high-quality graphics? Well, I, I think, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, I'm a good designer because what they create pleases their own design aesthetic. You know, they enjoy what they create. They think it looks good. You know, and the CEO might like ducks. It doesn't mean that it's visually additive to the overall presentation. What we're talking about is creating graphics and creating a presentation layer that's a strong visual addition and strong complement to the learning messages that you're trying to get across. So a good example where we'll spend a lot of time is on the idea of infographics and looking at some of the best infographics out there and how they communicate information concisely, how they make it memorable, and how they engage learners in ways that you know, other methods might not. And you'll also be talking about a lot of the tools that, and technologies that are out there. Yeah. I don't want to dive into that too much because I don't want to give it all away. I want people to join us on the webinar. But what no, are I mean, some I, of I, your I mean, favorite I, tools right now? I was, I was, I was going to say, I'm, I, I'm happy to shred PowerPoint at any given opportunity. But um, <laughs> so I think if there's one tool that everyone needs to learn right now, it's Figma. Figma is a prototyping tool that's used universally. It's basically taken over the design scene in big design capitals like New York and Silicon Valley, San Francisco, Brooklyn, Miami. And it's mostly free um, and allows you to create very accurate mock-ups of any type of digital product using free tools in your web browser. Um, it's extremely robust. It's extremely popular. And by the way, since we're creating digital media, perhaps we should create it the way that other professions in digital do, you know, create it. So starting with, with mock-ups and prototypes in Figma, which become working designs, I think is, is a critical missing link in our, in, our, in our planet. We talk a lot about storyboarding, um, which you know, has its place, but it's kind of an old school way to approach this. We should be talking about doing digital prototyping and, story, prototyping and storyboarding, and Figma's the tool for that. The other tools in my tool chest are the, you know, universally available Adobe suite. Uh, Photoshop is the most important tool in any designer's tool bag. It's not going to change. If you want a lower cost version of, of Photoshop, Affinity Photo works. Um, there are options out there. There's even free options. And then if you really are very, very new, even Canva is starting to provide many of the tools that people need to become successful in creating appealing visual design. I'm mm -hmm. honestly, I mean, I have a tool set that I prefer, but I'm tool agnostic. I just think people need to pick up their tools and start doing the things they need to do to make engaging, engage, an engaging visual layer in their learning. And I'm blown away with, with the different types of media that I have worked with over many, many, many years. I can take something like, I, I'm a big fan of Canva Pro. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I can take and do things in, in that particular software in just a few minutes that I, I would have, number one, not been able to do myself in the yeah. past or had to hire somebody, or if I did do it myself, it took forever. And these tools and the technologies that are out here now, 
it's amazing. And now you you start throwing AI into the mix of different tools and it's it the technology out there and the tools are it's mind blowing. Yeah, I, I think you know, AI, it's interesting you bring that up. And I've also been writing a lot about AI over the past couple of weeks and chat GPT specifically. What I've seen from visual design and AI, a Microsoft designer, for example, I think is one that's integrated a lot of AI. Um, it's pretty problematic because it doesn't seem to understand the context of what it's working on and the designs may be visually appealing, but again, not additive to the overall presentation that you're trying to make. You know, I mean, pretty and interesting is one thing, but, you know, if we're learning professionals, you know, we ha it has to be additive. It has to complement the overall learning that we're trying to produce. Otherwise, we're really just making it pretty, which we know from research is it's not an effective way of going about things. We have a saying, you know, creative for the sake of creative. It's got to do its intended purpose. Right. It's got I mean, to do its job. I'm happy to keep designers employed. But in the end, you know, what I care about is making learning effective and engaging and helping you know, to push our uh, profession forward a little bit to bring our media into, into the modern era. So I'm going to give you the platform for a sales pitch for this webinar on the 17th for somebody who's thinking about coming. It's right in the middle of the day. It's, it's 12 p.m. to 1 p.m., so right during your lunch hour. No excuses. Tell our listeners why they should attend this webinar. Well, obviously, I don't miss too many meals, so me spending a lunch hour doing this means it must be worthwhile. But, <laughs> you know, I'll say this. Look, you know, I think that on some level, the long-term viability of what we do as instructional designers, learning professionals, whatever term you want to use, is on the line here because we have to step up and start delivering content that appeals in a modern media ecosystem. People have lots of choice in media, and if you want your media to compete, to be uh, brand positive, if you want your media to have credibility, it's going to have to start meeting these modern media, uh, these modern media perspectives, these modern media uh, quality levels. And so, you know, what I'm going to be talking about is how do we go about that? And then I'm going to be showing you a number of neat tricks to create some pretty cool broadcast graphics that uh, you can use immediately in your own practice to enhance your learning content. And I'm even going to provide some templates so you can go into Photoshop and just modify what I give you and use it in your own work. So you're, you're getting free stuff. So between uh, lunchtime presentation, an attractive presenter, um, you know, an inspiring discussion of, of where quality graphics and media fall into learning and free stuff. How, how could you not come? How could you go wrong? Right. Yeah. That is May 17th, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. You can register at tdhouston.org. Just go to our events page and you can find the registration link. Mark, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know with construction, you're displaced and it's probably chaotic right now having to operate out of a coffee shop. Uh, but by the way, you're probably due for a coffee warm-up, a coffee refill right now. Well, and, I, and I'd, like to, I'd like to thank the people sitting around me in Starbucks who had to suffer through this um, <laughs> for, for not throwing things at me 
as I just buy them a cup right. of coffee and they're good. You know. There we go. Well, Mark, thank you, thank you so much. We're going to see you here on the seventeenth. And hey, we want to thank you for listening to the Train to Win podcast. And be sure to visit tdhouston.org again, not only to register for the webinar coming up, but you can also find more information about this podcast. You can also subscribe to the podcast and all your favorite platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Amazon Music and all those good places. And that way you never miss a show if you subscribe. And while you're at it, if you found value in this podcast, hey, we'd appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you live, love to listen. And just simply tell a friend, share us with a colleague. It's Train to Win, a production of ATD Houston, and we will see you on our next episode. Thanks for listening.